What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 126 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. Alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. Go Browns! The, the Browns are 1-1-1. One, one, and one. How about that? That is... Uh, Most importantly is that first one. So at the beginning of the season, if I gave you odds of either Paige Bierkus becoming the women's world champion or the Browns starting their season 1-1-1, one, one, and one, what would you have taken? Oh, Bierkus all the way. I think so too. Like That's such a weird. I record. don't even know when the last team was that was one one and one. But well, honestly, like look at who the Browns have played. <laughs> Welcome to the Disc Golf Podcast. All right, all right, we'll take it one more step. If it was a a Barsby, Birkis, uh, parlay versus the Browns starting one and one, w- one one and one, what would you say? Still Birkis, uh, <laughs> still Birkis, Barsby. <laughs> <laughs> for sure for i mean it's just I, would such you a would your record. first question be uh what's the le- what's the third one like what why is that is that a thing like how how does that happen oh i know how it happens but it's for if, if you looked at the teams that they were playing their first three games against um i would have i would have taken oh and three way faster <laughs> than way faster than one one and one yeah yeah i agree but uh, so we should explain that uh, a one one and one record for those of you that aren't football fans means that you have one win, one loss, and uh, one tie. So it's it's a it's a rare one. It well, there've been two this year so far. So well, two ties, yeah. Crazy. So um, and uh, but yeah. So there's a tie between two really good teams and a tie between two really good teams. <laughs> Maybe. Anyways, let that Bud Light flow, Cleveland. Yeah, good for you. I'll, I'm sure we've got a ton of people out there in Ohio that are that are just going bananas right now. Then they're gonna go more bananas on fucking Saturday when Hugh Jackson says, "Tarod's still our starter." Yeah, and if you're wondering why we're talking football, it's because it's Thursday night. We just watched the the end of that game and and started our podcast. So we're sorry, but but uh, we are uh, sports fans in general. We also love disc golf more than than just about anything else, but we uh, we enjoy our sport uh, as well. So uh, we we had to we had to go. We also just drank some Jaeger Spice. Uh, Christmas Jaeger. Yep. It's uh, uh, Jaeger Spice actually exists. It's a thing. It's a thing that uh, in preparation for this episode, not that I got beer that actually fit for the deer review. Um, last week I went to Bevmo. Uh, Robin went to his weekly Costco trip after a disc golf round, and I went to Bevmo, and I don't think we talked about this at all in our quick uh, world recap. And I spent like eh, 120 bucks at Bevmo by myself there too long, but they had a shelf of 60% off stuff. So I saw Jaeger Spice and uh, decided for $6 it was worth buying a bottle. Yeah, why not? Why and not? It's, it's, it's uh, gingerbread Christmas Jaeger. You know, it's... It's like if you took a bottle of Jaeger and uh, instead of, you know, like leaving out milk and cookies for Santa, maybe you just left that out and said, and Santa's having a rough night and decides to just take the bottle of Jaeger. And then the next year, because you were such a good boy, he brings it back with a new Santa North Pole twist. 
That's, I would say more like that's how Christmas Jaeger happens. I would say more like you fed a bottle of Jaeger to a reindeer, Rudolph, <laughs> and then this is what he shit out. Oh, peed. Hopefully, eh, like shit. But it was like I, a. I would l- say. Listen, yeah, with, I mean, it's not all, chunky. So listen, with all the herbs, all the herbal, <laughs> medicinal shit that goes into Jaeger, that uh, that'll make you piss out your butt. Oh. But oh. it's a reindeer, so it's like sugar and spice. So uh, it's uh, that's what it is. I I'm still, still I'm still going with with coming from the butt. No, <laughs> oh, Jesus, that's not a that's not a million times worse, baby. Jesus. I mean, it was already awful, and that just made it way worse. Don't worry, we're only four minutes in. Yeah, great. Uh, it's gonna be a great show. Uh, for the record, I will I will take uh, I will hundred uh, percent always avoid things from the butt. That's uh that's just not that's not cool, man. Like I I feel like my explanation was was fine and you didn't have to take it to that horrible place that you did. Like Santa going and taking the bottle of Jaeger to the North Pole and the elves converting it to this new Christmassy Jaeger and then you just had to go to this dark horrible place where Rudolph drinks it and then has to it has to be some sort of bodily function that like what? Why? Hashtag butt stuff. Why did you have to do that? Hashtag butt stuff. That was gross. Oh, my God. Well, we just drank it. I... No. And and the best part is, after my explanation, you will drink it again at some point. I probably will, but that's... Not for, don't, don't say probably. You okay, I am will. going to, <laughs> yeah. but I still reject your explanation of its creation. That is not... That's fine. That is not how this happens. I mean, I, me and Santa, me and Santa, we're tight. And uh, we we have an understanding, and he would never ever do something like that to us. That is well, just, he didn't do it. The reindeer that's nasty. Did. Plus, like he doesn't treat his reindeers like that. They're they're not like he doesn't give them tasty herbal uh, <laughs> no liquors. Absolutely not. He they are they are performance reindeers. They need to be, you know. Yeah, they need some jet fuel. <laughs> no, no, no. They 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 are on like. Why do you think Rudolph's nose protein so bright? Pro- well, I mean, that's the that's the yay and you don't, the yay. You don't snort that Christmas Jaeger. It's you, the yay and Rudolph's the Rudolph's got some other stuff going on to power that nose, but nonetheless, he's got him on like some CrossFit like power shakes. You know, I mean, they used to call Rudolph Hoover, but they do, they do not. That's not a thing. <laughs> Are you suggesting that Rudolph is a cokehead? That nose so bright. I don't even. I don't even. How how do you think reindeers fly, Robin? Um, Christmas spirit. <laughs> yeah, that's and, what they call and it. And singing loud for <laughs> for all to hear. Santa's like, I got spreading, I got, I got, spreading I got, Christmas cheer. I got three big bags of Christmas <laughs> spirit. <laughs> you are, you have a very. This is not a very wholesome opinion of Christmas that's going on here. I think we I, need to. I think we need to write a screenplay. <laughs> I think I'm nailing this. <laughs> Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I, uh, we've got a great show for you guys tonight. We are going to recap the Delaware Disc Golf Challenge. We'll probably throw in some some uh, more world's thoughts now that we've had a little bit more time to, to think about it and go from there. We are also going to... I think a little bit look forward to USDGC. 
not not too much but but uh cuz next week we really want to get into it but i imagine we'll get into some usdgc um hype and then uh we have our world famous deer review our disc and beer pairing where we take a disc we take a beer we review them both and let you know whether you should bring it on the course tonight we have the streamline runway which is a 5 speed 4 glide zero turn 3.5 fade mid-range driver and uh, then we're pairing it with Brewery Mischief Hoppy Belgian Ale. So, um, and the pairing in this case is me just being uh, a complete goof because I keep calling this disc the Runaway, not the Runway. It's it's Streamline, which is an offshoot of MVP and Axiom, and they they have a lot of aviation based. It's a solo mold. Yeah, solo mold version, but uh, they have a lot of aviation based names, like the pilot was their putter, you know, all that sort of stuff. But uh, for whatever reason, I got it in my head that it was a runaway, and so like I grabbed mischief, you know, like because a runaway would be mischievous. I mean, I get that. I keep seeing runway, and I think of like modeling instead of like, yeah. I the, mean the flight. So you know, it's. We're both just struggling with it here. It's a pretty ambiguous name, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, mischief. But also, um, I really wanted to to drink the beer, so I saw it. It was in a pretty can, sixteen ounce can, and and uh, it was nice and, and and Frank probably hates it because it's brewery and it's in cans. It's not some fancy super stout that's been hiding in his cellar for years. Spoiler alert: It's good. Yeah, spoiler alert, uh, brewery is good at beer. So, um, and uh, yeah, Joe and I got to play some some disc golf courses we never never played before. Well, you did. I've, I've, I've played before. Oh, that's true. The, you, it was a different layout, and it was different. Oh, I haven't seen this. Sorry. You just, he just popped up uh, PDGA, and I have not seen it with. You haven't the, seen that? I haven't seen the Birkus Barsby really? sides yet. Are you no. serious? No, I, when do I? I don't go to PDGA. All right, so uh, Birkus looking uh looking ecstatic uh barsby just killed someone <laughs> barsby right there is like i'm gonna drink so many beers later i don't know I, I mean he looks to me like he just he just like you know he's like maniacal murderer right there i mean he looks like, looks like, looks like them some them some crazy eyes but uh i can tell you that uh jeff Faze would approve of the headband it's aside oh, for sure. Aside from, the a- aside from the brand that's that's on it, uh, it's a that's a that's a that's a good look for Greg. So, gosh, I know we did a recap, but I'm still like, that's so rad to see those two up there. Yeah, totally is. Well, um, we'll you'll get to see a lot of it for for at least a for year. the next year. So, provided they don't decide to do worlds in like April next year. Oh, very possible. It's happened before. I heard people talking uh, about, like, a timing of worlds. I think this was perfect timing. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And um, we already we were kind of hitting, like, a, a somewhat ho-hum stage in the year. Um, yeah. yeah. I was feeling it. Maybe it was only me. I, I, the worlds really uh, brought me back. Yeah. Well, and we got USDGC coming up. And uh, so we, we've got some... some some big time disc golf, uh, com- you know, still to come. But oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, after USDGC, basically, that's that's uh, you know, the the season's a wrap. 
So we'll get to see whether Sexton can repeat and and uh, and be the 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 uh, United States disc golf champion for a second time in a row. That'd be sweet. That would be, or or Germ coming back from kind of being off the radar for the year. I think that if if this season, this disc golf season, is going to continue its uh, its pattern, its trajectory, it's going to be Ricky Wysocki that wins USDGC. Because we just had a random winner, and then Paul just went fucking bananas at the Delaware Disc Golf Challenge. So that would mean that it's either Eagle or Waisaki time. It's going to be Paul. I yeah, It could be that too. But the we haven't had a back-to-back dominant performance from, from anyone in disc golf. True, true. I mean, Eagle early on had some, but... Um, he was literally lost in the woods at Worlds, and hey, and uh, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, if if this the theme of 2018 is going to continue, someone else is going to rise up and take it. So um, we got had a had a lot of parody this year in our in our tournament winners. A lot of different winners. Really difficult to predict who was going to do what. Well, that's how USDGC has been for a few years, too. It has been, yeah. Absolutely. So, well, I, I guess we just, like, skipped right past the Delaware Disc Golf Challenge and went right to... Uh, right right to the thing that we said we weren't going to talk about very much because <laughs> we're going to save it for next week. <laughs> Which is good because I was just pondering. I was like, who could win? And then I realized, let's all save that for next week. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we really should. Mac- Macbeth is good at disc golf. Yes, yes, he is, and uh, I'm gonna bring up the the U Disc Live on here for Paul Macbeth because there, uh, Paul Macbeth uh, had one of the more remarkable tournaments um, from from a statistical standpoint because not only did he just crush it the entire tournament and and uh, it ended up being being uh, relatively close. You know, he won by four strokes. Um and and Paul and relatively close. Yeah, yeah. We, Ricky Wysocki played well and and uh, but with a fourteen down final round, where he didn't have to scramble at all. Like you look at it, look at the scramble percentage right there. He has no scramble percentage because he didn't have to. So he was hundred percent greens in regulation. No, here here is the big piece. So circle one, circle two, hundred percent. 95% fairway hits. Oh, yeah, for greens, for being on the greens, yeah. 92% putting circle one, 60%. And there's a lot of putts from circle two. Yep, 60%. 60%. But here's the big thing for Paul. Go to the very bottom stat right there. Zero OB throws. Yeah. And I and I don't think there was a ton of OB, but Paul has had a way of finding OB in every course Yeah, he's OB is not a huge factor on this course. This is a, a more woodsy. Yeah, which is great. And but I mean that's really set up for for Paul success. Yeah. Cuz I feel I, like well, o- I, OB no, is, dude, is his dude. Well, yeah, that's pretty brutal. That's Hitting 60%. 6 6 circle two putts, 6 out of 10. Yeah. And and look, he hit 5 circle two putts in a row. 49 38 38 38 38. 
So again, these Dude, are, if I can hit one thirty-eight, these are these are numbers goodness. that are rounded off by U disc. You know, the to be the middle of the of the certain zones on there that they ask you to. So right, right, use right. You, use the U disc app, and it'll it'll say you know like zero to eleven feed, and then twelve to twenty two. So yeah, it could be like so. 45, like it takes the middle. So thirty eight. Exactly. So Seven. Yeah. Th- these aren't the exact distances, but they're ranges for for those putts. But five circle two putts in a row in in the uh, in the final round. I mean that that's how many that's how remarkable. many rounds? Let's use Taylor Mountain. It's our it's our regular course. How many rounds do you think it would take you on average to get five circle two putts? Fuck, dude, like five birdies in a row, or like five? No, no how many? Shit, five putts in a row. I'll take five putts in a no, row. No, how many rounds? No, no, no. I take it back. Not to get. So if you combine your circle two putts through each round, oh, how okay. many rounds um, to get five circle two putts? So like on this weekend when I played, I hit two circle two putts, um, and uh, and felt pretty good about that. I would say when I'm playing well, I'll get one one circle two putt per round. So I'll say that that like let's say if I was to get five in a row and and account for some really terrible rounds. Let's just say take me seven rounds or 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 uh, or so. That makes sense. I was gonna for me. I'm gonna say nine. Although I, I've been pretty good for a circle two per per round. That's kind of my middling putting. Yeah, is kind of like ah uh, thirty six, twenty eight. I can hit them, you know, every Dude, few times and then miss a twelve I'll, footer. I'll have these rounds where I feel more confident from thirty eight than I do from twelve. And, and like, it just like I, uh, and it's purely mental where I'm looking at it and I'm worried about missing the 12 foot putt. And from, you know, from 40 feet, I'm like, I'm like, I'm hunting. Oh, it's, it's all you know. your head. It's all your head. Yeah, totally. Like, and it's not even like, it's not even like, oh, I got to throw it right. It's like, what if I fuck up? Yeah, exactly. What, what if, if I throw it what low? If I miss what if this? I throw it high? Like, you, and you can't, you can't like, do that. Should but, I think about the wind? I probably shouldn't because right here, oh, now yeah. I'm thinking about the wind. Yep, and then from from forty feet, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat. Let's yeah, I just gotta I just gotta I, I know I just gotta float it in. Just gotta yeah. float it in. So, uh, so yeah, I mean that's. But anyways, it's a personal problem. But <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> but done, like Paul. this is this is from a statistical standpoint, a like one of the more dominant rounds we've ever seen. Like I know rating wise, it's not up there with the other ones, but still a fourteen down final round. Where he finished thirty six down overall. This also course record, and no bogeys. Hit five, six circle two putts. He only had two pars, like or three pars. Just this is. I'm sorry, four pars. I can't count. Oh, you can well. count. We believe in you. Um, but this is like d- I like I like the dominant. eagle sighting. I like the eagle sighting. Yeah, I do too. Um, and then so we had Paul McBeth at 36 down, taking down the win. Ricky Wysocki in second place at 32 down. Eagle McMahon and Paul Uliberry in third place at 27 down. Uh, Seppo in uh, fifth place at 26 down. And then Zach Melton in sixth place at 23 down. And then we had Matt Bell, Michael Johansson in seventh place at 22 down. And then, uh, sorry, Oh yeah, I said that right. Okay, uh, and then we had Grady Shue and Jeremy Colling 
in ninth place at 21 down. So, Can you do me a favor? I have a theory. <clears throat> Can you drop down Seppo? Sure. You want to look at his putts? I want to look at his putts. <laughs> oh, 90% circle one. Yeah, but only one circle two putt. Ooh, lots of scramble. Yeah, lots of scramble. Lots of scramble. Good scramble. No, totally, but he wasn't hitting... He wasn't hitting fairways. Yeah, sixty-four percent fairway hits. So That's it, typically, it, right. typically, I'd say if you looked at that, like Seppo's kind of a bad round. But um, he's done a great. Here's the thing with Seppo, if y'all didn't know. But look how short those putts are. Yeah, see that five, yeah. five, five. Yeah. He, so well, he was he was parked. Seppo, if if you don't know, um, because he is from Finland, he's a European player. He's not everywhere all the time, um, and he gets overshadowed by. By other players, um, Seppo has elite, elite distance. Yeah, like no one realizes it because um, you think about your Simon and your Eagle. Um, I mean, same thing said with Macbeth. I think it gets kind of swept under the rug, like how elite his distance yeah. is. But Seppo is an absolute crusher. But you don't hear a ton about it because the accuracy, as you can tell, isn't fantastic. And the putting, although this round was great, isn't always there. But yeah. he's someone just to keep an eye on because he he can dial in that distance. Uh, goodness gracious. Yeah. But, and, and putt. Yeah. Good to see, like you said, good to see Eagle up there. Um you know, I, I really think that, that uh, the courses for Worlds didn't really play to his strengths. What the hell is that picture of Uliberry? Holy cow. I like Eagle's picture, too. <laughs> yeah. These <laughs> pictures are out of control. <laughs> Look at Rick. Look at Rick. I know. <laughs> Paul, Paul looks hard as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul yeah. looks like he'll stab a fool. <laughs> Rick's like, hey, am I, am I taking a picture? Uh, oh. Okay. And Eagle's got like, Eagle's yeah. Eagle's modeling. <clears throat> and uh Uliberry is like for some reason way closer up than everyone else in the thing. Yep. All right. Se- We're looking at the, the Udisc live page. Seppo just looking farted at at you <laughs> He was holding it and he just let one out. <laughs> looking at Udisc stats for, for all of this. But yeah, uh yeah, OB not really much of a factor on this course though. So. Yeah, no, I don't think I see a single OB yeah, anywhere. Yeah, it's it's not uh it's not a thing on this one. Good. So, um but uh in Newark, Delaware, so a, a uh, Paul Macbeth just going bananas. So we'll see whether he can carry this into the the USDGC. Uh, my money's on someone else to because that's what this year's been. I e- really every <laughs> single tournament goes to someone else. I really hope we I know there's already coverage of this tournament. I really hope in like nine months there's a disc golf weekly of this tournament. <laughs> I really, I, I just know would it's love it. it's so funny because like oh, that was something shit. like when we first. By the way, just moment of silence, Rip Cubby. Yeah, Cubby. for sure. Like that was that was the disc golf coverage that that was like a major part of of everyone's lives. Oh, and, totally. Like I, and yeah, and just. Like the music and the and the transitions <laughs> in each one of the thing, like the like, old PDG, like it's just part of disc golf. It's it's uh, it 
Smashbox, can we get that commercial? Like, I feel can like we get that commercial. Someone needs to do please, please a, a retro like throwback to it, and and because uh, because Disc Golf Monthly it was like one of the best things out there, and it you know we've since had had uh, you know Disc Golf media coverage just go through the roof, and production value has has increased significantly and we get all these great rounds and these uh shot trackers and everything and it's fantastic but you know the roots are still there and it started with with disc golf monthly right and also just quick just to put it out there um a lot of those uh media people that robin are talking robin are robin is talking about are in a fantasy football league with the two of us um and we are two and oh in that league just want to put that out there yes you take it you'd like it I'm sure they're listening. I'm sure they're all listening. They're so, very excited to hear me talk trash. Yeah. Um, and by that, I it's mean- It's a weekly they, thing. They, they're they like, oh, they Robin listen. and Joe, we listened to your podcast and we loved it. And we're like, who are you again? And it's like, no, it's Ian from <laughs> Central Coast Disc Golf. From, and I'm, we're like, who? Oh, Sisidigi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, I've always wondered what the what's the what the stand for. But, um, you know, that's cool. Thanks, man. Cool, bro. Neato. Let us know if you're around and you want to play sometime. Uh, it's definitely not the complete opposite of that. Not at all. Where uh, they, they're like, who are these fucking guys? Yeah, I mean, it might be that. It's cool. Why are they in this with us? Like, who? Joe and Robin? It, it, is, is, Robin a, is, is Robin a guy or, or, or a girl? Are they, are they Have married? Have we cleared that is up Ro- yet? Is, is Robin Joe's wife? Is, I don't is, know. Is, is this a, a, a husband-wife? podcast should i should i for all of our uh going forward should i just take the e off my name <laughs> just for all publications <laughs> so they just don't know <laughs> they just, they just don't, don't know no it's, idea it's two women or two men <laughs> oh man <laughs> that might be the best idea you've ever had <laughs> it's <laughs> we just we just get super sassy. Like, it's Robin and Joe, the Discop Podcast. You don't know. You'll never know. We could be two men. We could be two women. We could be a a man and a woman. Who knows? Who knows? Or a woman and a man. Mm-hmm. Who we we could be whatever we want. Yeah, we're just people. Fuck you for judging us. Yeah. All right. Got a little spicy there. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. My bad. My bad. I got a little like flamboyant. And I, <laughs> to do that. I feel like I'm kind of a bad person. I didn't mean. Yeah. To. Like, did you really have to? My sassiness got flamboyant instead of sassy. I don't know. I'm working on it. Listen, it's okay. I know that you are. I don't need a pronoun. A, a... <laughs> All right. We'll just go with that. All right, what else are we talking about? <laughs> All right, so uh, next up for, for for disc golf is the USDGC and the uh, the uh, USWDGC. So, and it's most likely that I I can't I'm not sure whether uh, Paige can qualify for the USDGC this weekend. Paige Pierce, that is. She attempted to in Canada. That didn't work out. Yeah, I I'm not sure. I I, I, I know she wanted to go play in Canada to try and. I I, I know she went there, and I, but I I think she still has to play well this weekend to do so. Gotcha. Um, and uh, so I'll, I'll have to look at that and see whether whether that's a thing. 
but I'm I'm fairly certain she still needs to. Let's look. I'm going to the PG, PDGA site here for uh, let's see this weekend and. So I, I I think there's there's a really good chance that that Paige Pierce will qualify for um, for USTGC if she hasn't already. Um, but I feel like I saw somewhere that she still needed to to play something else. But maybe she qualified in Canada. I, I'm I'm not totally sure on that. Well, so we'll, I apologize we'll if later. I if I mess that up. But I'll 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 follow up on it. But um. USDGC, I saw on uh, on a, a, a couple of things that there's been a few changes to, to the course, which will be interesting to see how that goes up. The biggest thing, though, is that we will have live coverage. Um, and it's it, true. And it has not yet um, been clarified where that live coverage is going to be, like, link-wise. But it is going to happen, so that's great. And they're saying that it's going to be you know, live coverage that we've never seen before type thing. So like it, I don't know what that means, but they're basically saying they're going to change something up and sounds like Avery's going to be a, going to be a point person on it and, and stuff like that. So I can, oh, can we, can we please get a duo of Avery and Art McCall? I don't know that the world's ready for that much choke action. That's the greatest thing on earth though. Like, please, please, please. Oh, Are you God. sure that like that much? I mean, I don't know that. And then, and then, I don't like, know the world's then, ready like, for in that. In between, like they'll cut back to them and they'll have switched chokers. <sighs> I, oh, please! I don't. And then, and then, like I think and the then, like, camera would probably and then, like, explode. Tear Bear will show up and he'll be wearing a choker. No, that, that oh, that's no, on. that's definitely not. Oh, you've gone too far now. You you know Terry would never do that. The man is a it, Terry is a man of freedom. If, he, if he is on, not going to restrict himself like that. If on camera, Avery Jenkins said, "Robin, I'd like you to wear this." I I I would probably be obligated to do so. That's what I'm saying. That's so, what I'm saying. But you know, uh, I talked to to AJ on a regular gen. Uh, <laughs> Nailed it. Regular Jensen's. <laughs> that uh, that uh, <laughs> that Jaeger spice is starting to oh, man. seep into your the Santa your Jaeger. Brainers. Fuck, terrible. The, um, the, the reindeer Jaeger. Yeah. The reindeer. No, it's not reindeer Jaeger. Santa. Any, anyways, Santa. Anyways, the anyways. elves and it was. I don't. I don't like it. You. You. you dude. That was gross. But. Um, I mean, if if eight. AJ asked me to to do something. I would oblige. I've heard. I've is heard. the uh, the gist of it? I heard. Robert McCall, you still got you you got to put in your time. Yeah, McCall. If I, McCall was like wear this necklace, I'd be like, no. You, you know, I take about? that back. There's no way I'm gonna wear a choker. I I don't. I've never worn a necklace in my life that wasn't like New Orleans. You would beads. disrespect Avery Jenkins like that? Absolutely. I'm I'm You're a piece I'm of backtracking. Shit. There's You're a piece none of shit. chance. Avery, I'd rock that shit. Don't you worry. No one, big ass neck, You wouldn't though. even see. Like I'd your beard goes over. I'd it. pop that shit. I just like flex my neck and be. Bah. No, bah. you you have a beard to cover the whole thing. No one would even tell. 
Well, I'll put like something. Like, we can, like, I, like McCall has his cross. I wouldn't rock a cross, but I get something hanging down, so you know it's there. I can't even tell whether the buttons on the top of your shirt are buttoned or not. Oh, that's my world. Like, <laughs> listen, how would I have know? You, have you seen my neck? No. There's not a shirt that fits my torso. Joe's beard goes down There's to like the fifth button. There's not a shirt that button. fits my torso that can button the top button. Yeah. Like the only so shirts like, that button would... my top button are like uh, 4X and I'm like swimming everywhere else. I just I got a big ass neck. So who would know if you're wearing a necklace or not? Like literally your beard goes down to the fourth button. Hey, it's a choker not So necklace. like... I... <laughs> it's a lifestyle. Like, it's a lifestyle, not a necklace. Honestly, I'm assuming that your shirt is collared because it has buttons, but I, I don't know. I can't see a collar. So... Don't worry about it. I, it just... I don't think it's fair. For me, like, you know... The neck is prominent, you know, it's uh, majestic, it's uh, very necky, and I just don't think I could, I could <laughs> rock it's very necky, that's your, that's your, Listen, wow, I, could, so, I couldn't, so descriptive, oh I my couldn't. gosh, can you please like start writing like YA novels with Well, I was going to say veiny, skills? but I figured, you know, that was probably a little too explicit. It's not that veiny. So... <laughs> But I, I just honestly couldn't think of any other way to describe describe a neck aside from necky. So, but I I got some nice traps. Yeah. So I just know. got a big ass neck and some traps. I got. I mean, I'm no. Uh, oh, I feel so bad that I just forgot his name. Takeo Spice. Oh, Takeo. <laughs> Come on. God, the best traps in the game. Yeah. The best traps ever, ever to exist. If you don't know, it's it's. T A K E O Spikes. That's someone's name. Yeah. Takeo Spikes. Goodness gracious, he's a man. But yeah, where'd he go? I miss him. He's retired. He's well, I know, but he was doing like he was like doing commentary stuff, and he yeah, just, he's probably like every football player lost like ninety pounds since quitting football. His traps went down. He's like, I can't yeah. be on camera anymore. Like, uh, and uh, and you know, looks like a normal human now that. Uh, he definitely was never doing any sort of, uh, you know, enhancement type things to <laughs> no growth hormones or steroids. Definitely, certainly not a an epidemic in in uh, in sports. To by the way, send back to Browns real quick. Um, Joe Thomas was there today, and as Browns fans, well, if you're an NFL fan, you know who Joe Thomas is. Dude has legit lost like seventy pounds. Oh, easily. He's yeah. like, I am in great shape. I am like living my life. Yeah, he probably like rides a bike every day. And he's day. also like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> There's now a good quarterback here. Y'all are dicks. <laughs> Y'all are dicks. And Hugh Jackson will say, we don't know who our starter is yet. <laughs> Clown shoes. All right, Joe, you ready to review a disc and a beer? I am because I have like a sip left in this beer. Cause what? You, I can't be trusted with a full beer. Like you can't be trusted with anything. I don't take sips. Like I drink like a third of a beer at a time. It's just how I work. I trusted you. I trusted myself. I was All like, right, well, I was like, I don't know. Drink. I had some. I fine. had some Christmas Jaeger, and I had a drinks before I had a Buzz Ball. Like I don't. I can. I can slowly sip my way through this beer and make it to the the end. And I've been sitting on this for probably like. 15 minutes because I didn't want to finish it before <laughs> the uh, the deer review. All right. Well, it is time for our disc and beer pairing, our world-famous deer review, where we take a disc, we take a beer, review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight, we have the Streamline Discs yes. Runway. Right. We'll see you next week. And that is a five-speed 
four glide, zero turn, 3.5 fade, mid-range from Streamline. They they are uh, billing this as the uh, more glidey deflector. The deflector was the MVP uh, mid-range that was very overstable that they put out. So this is the solo mold uh, version that is supposed to be a little bit more glidey. Right, and we reviewed so, the deflector, and, I don't know, three or four episodes Yeah, ago. we did. And uh, we are pairing that with Brewery Mischief Hoppy Belgian Style Ale, which is an 8.5% uh, Hoppy Belgian Style Ale. And um, where do you want to start, Joe? Beer uh, or discs? Beer. Hoppy, down. Belgian, down. 8.5, down. From where? The brewery? Boom. That's, uh, that's actually... Very succinct and extremely accurate, and I, I can't argue with it. I mean, I don't know. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, in a 16-ounce can. Yeah, it's uh, kind of hard to really worry about anything else. I mean, it's, it's pretty much like the perfect, perfect beer. Yeah, I'll... I'll, I'll per- it, you know, per- like the, a the thing about... beer, for a end of the round, well, I mean, for I, a fresher... I was going to come from a different area, but... Oh, oh go ahead. So... You got the people in the world that are like, ah, you know, I love my IPAs. Like, give it to me, you know, like you, where you're like, I need that 9%. Give me that Deepa. You know, put that Deepa in my mouth. And then there's the other people like, you know, like I would prefer, you know, a a more balanced flavor palette. I would like, you know, a, a you know. A- Those aren't mutually exclusive. <laughs> I, w- I would like... You know, a little bit more of a, a world view on my beer. I wanna, I want a little more variety. I just not just an IPA person. And then you have the mischief, hoppy Belgian style ale, which gives you that that nice Belgian spicy flavor, but also gives you that hop flavor and the high alcohol percentage. This is the beer that brings the worlds together, right? Yeah. Or am I just? Drunk on mischief. I think you're just drunk on mischief. Um, no, it's a it's a lovely Belgian style beer, um, yes. a la like La Fin du Monde. It's yeah. definitely the hoppy. Yeah, it does have the hoppy, which is neat. It's a yeah. little bit different, but it's in that same kind of style. It's definitely Belgian. You look at it. It's, it's more it's Belgian nice, than it is. Yeah, wit beer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, got a little bit of citrus, a little bit of fruit. Uh, but the hop is there, and it's not like overpowering. It's not super boozy. It's enough to let you know. Like, I don't think you're yeah. taking a sip, being like, "Oh, it's a spritzer." Like, this is probably like four percent. Like, you know, it's got no. Some, you you some can kick tell to it. It says it's uh, dry hopped with American hops and a uh, add a layer of complexity and mystery to its fruity, dry Belgian style character. Um, citrus and uh, and resin. Let's see. Sorry, I didn't have it big enough on my screen there. Citrus and resin diabolically combined with ripe melon, pear, and slight peppery spice in a precariously effervescent mixture. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think the peppery is like that hoppiness. There's just a little little bite. Yep. Um, yeah. And, and the, the spiciness is kind of like a... Like a, a Belgian style Like thing. the can is cool, but the bottle that's up there, like I want that. The bottle looks awesome. I want that bottle. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's super refreshing. It's nice. Um, it uh, it works. And it can be, like I said, it could be the start of your round, a little, little breakfast beer as I like. It could be the end of round, a little refresher. It could be all through the round. 
and it's it's eight and a half, so it's it's doable for a f- full round. Yeah. Um, it's not gonna. Well, I mean, for mortals, it'll put you on your ass. For Robin and I, I could rock. I'm probably gonna brush my teeth round. with it when, oh, we, yeah, yeah. when we finish the podcast. Um, no, it's great. It's great. Yeah. You gotta keep it cold. This is something if you let it warm up in your bag or in yeah. your hand, it's gonna be real Agreed. bad news. And that's true of, of most of this style of beer. You really you really don't wanna let it warm up too much. Um but it overall a great flavor, very smooth, and and while you can tell that it, it packs a punch, it's not uh the alcohol is not forward. So right. you're not you're not tasting, you know, heavy kind of malty alcohol flavor. You you're really getting kind of a, a full uh little bit of hop in there, the the fruity flavors come through and the the, the spicy um kind of Belgian style is, is very prominent. So For sure. Um and it, it definitely is a little dry, but not too bad. Um and yeah, it's it's I I think the, the my biggest takeaway from it is that for an and it's true. I think of most Belgian styles that are in like that eight, eight plus percent range. They they are pretty sneaky. Oh yeah. Like they, oh, yeah. you don't really notice. They do a really good job of masking the the alcohol, and um, and this is no exception. So it it very much is uh, tastes very smooth and and doesn't make you think that it's eight and a half percent at all. So this is this is the type of beer that I buy for my wife. I mean, thank you. Hey. You're welcome. I see what you did there. You're welcome, Joe. <laughs> with, with no E. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that that diatribe was right before this. <laughs> like, I feel like I feel like that rant that we just had is definitely like a pre-show rant. Um, but nope. <laughs> Full episode. <clears throat> and if you would like to get more Disc Golf Podcasts in your life, join our Patreon patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast we do a pre-show every single week before our show and uh it will gain you access to that and if you have already run through all our episodes you want more there's like 40 something in the bank on patreon so become a patreon subscriber and immediately get a whole bunch of back episodes uh to listen to so uh patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast check it out all right disc time you ready Let's get after that D. So the Streamline Runway. Uh, this is a, a mid-range driver. Again, it's a five-speed, four-glide, zero-turn, 3.5 fade. Um, this is the uh, solo mold, mold version of the deflector. They're telling us it's supposed to have more glide, and I think they're right. Yep. Um, overall, I'd say the numbers are pretty much dead on. Yep, it's a super flat top mid. Um, Rob and I have an ongoing argument whether it is beaded or not. It's totally beaded. It's a mega bead, but it's 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 deep tapered in such a way that it doesn't. You can't really tell. It's like it's like uh, if you mix the crazy bevel of a comet and a bead and just call it even. That's kind of what it is. I it's it's really just like. D- it like either has the biggest bead ever or it's just a, a deep mid-range but it's not that deep though no i and the thing is like if 
they're using this a similar mold as the deflector. So right. what you're seeing there is what normally That's where would the be second the, plastic comes in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it, it's not beaded at all. Okay. It's it's just that it has a a very abrupt transition as on the on the profile on the sides. It sure, so. sure looks and feels like a big ass bead, but I understand. I, but I, like, I like agree. It. Like, it could just be the biggest bead ever. Yeah. Um. Just going aesthetic. This is a neutron. It's like swirly blue. I had another one. I either lost or gave it away. Listen to the pre-show to understand what that means. Um. They've got the sweet, like, tricolor stamp. Uh, they know what they're doing. It uh, It's nice and flat. It feels good in the hand. It's it's not super deep. Like, um, it's not as shallow as a deflector, but it's not that far off. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I Like Robin said, I think I think they're right with the numbers. Um, they, I think they nailed it. So, surprisingly well. So, for me... Um, and this is a game changer, and I'm sure you might have to rewind this and listen again after I say it. Um, you know how much we love the zone, mm-hmm. like love the zone. Like we just bought four more Jawbreaker zones because we knew more more Jawbreaker zones need to be in our lives because as they beat in, they're still rad, but you also need like a different layer of a Jawbreaker zone. You'll understand when you throw them because y'all should. Um, but I also carry other zones that are more stable that I can really crank and and know they're going to hook up hard. Mm-hmm. Now think about if you had like for me, uh, that is a glow FLX zone is my like more stable one. For you, it's uh, is it titanium? Titanium, yeah. It's titanium, right? I have so, a ledge stone titanium right, zone. Right. So we each have like a zone beyond our jawbreaker that's like the the beefy one that we know we can crank and it's going to hook up and it's going to do what we want. Now think about if you had that zone, but it was faster, so it went a little bit further before it had that super reliable hookup. Mm-hmm. That's what this disc is. Yeah. It's a it 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 really is and and we did throw the deflector with it. Uh, the runway will go further further than it every single time, um, and still going to be a reliably very stable mid range disc. And yeah, it's uh, I I honestly like the runway more than the, the deflector. I do too because I think you can do deflector. most of the things that you would do with the deflector and. A few things you can't do with the deflector, so uh, it, it's really just like it, you're you're parsing needs as to as to whether you really need the most overstable mid range you can find, or if you'd like something you can be a little bit more workable and and you know so I I really liked it I I thought it was great. Well, so the deflector became you know so deflector went into my bag after we reviewed it, um, had good spots for when I just needed an absolute beef hookup at that shorter range than like the H1 V1 that I carry. Um, (laughs) But I found myself very, very rarely using it super sparingly that I pulled it out because I just needed like a super weird short distance meat hook. And there were times that I really wanted to crank it out and use it as like kind of (laughs) exactly what I wanted this to do where I said, you know what? My zone doesn't have the speed to get out as far as I want before it has that big hookup. So I'm going to throw a deflector 
and something about the def- deflector. Still an awesome disc. I'm not taking it away. Deflector, the harder you throw it, in my humble opinion, it the hooks more it up fades. harder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and with the runway, it gets that distance you want and still hooks up as hard. Yeah. I mean, maybe not as hard as a deflector, but that the deflector's overkill, basically. Yeah. So this definitely was like the very happy medium, like, uh, you know, just like months and months. And, and I'm not putting it in this tier of, of how I feel about discs. I'm just using it as a reference. Um, we threw the DDX and really wanted to love it. And then we threw the Trespass and went, oh, that's what I wanted it to be. Yeah. Like, this is how the runway compares to the deflector. I don't disagree. Um, once again, runway's rad. I'm not trying to put it in trespass land or even zone land right now because I'll yeah. still, I will still um, be throwing my jawbreaker zone 90% yeah, I, more than I would throw this, but I was already throwing the other, my, my glow zone sparingly as is. Um, but this is like that. Get further, faster, still same hookup disc. Yeah, and, and and headwind is no amount of headwind is going to affect your throw. Oh hell no! With this at all, um, can certainly handle a, a forehand shot, no problem at all. You throw um, on Anheuser and it will hold it a little bit before it hooks up. Like it's not just it's not yeah. deflector. It's not gonna yeah. instantly be like <laughs> you're a goose. <laughs> you're cute. You're cute. Yeah. Nice try. Yeah. Uh, my only issue is like. You know, I already talked about my issue with the name of the disc, like me thinking that it was the runaway and and all that sort of stuff. But like, you have a pretty overstable disc here. Are oh, there? Oh yeah. Are there any uh, runways that have any amount of curve to them? I mean, like, shouldn't a runway be a ultra straight disc? This is an overstable disc. Like, why is it called a runway? good call like i i just that's that's my beef with this one like i i get it you want to do airplane you know type stuff but but this this should absolutely this is not a a runway like if you try to put this disc on a runway you you're gonna miss because it's 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 not going to be able to stay in in a straight line like that so i don't know all right uh new name i've got the new name oh uh Streamline MVP Axiom. I hope you're listening. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. Sup, Steve? Um, <laughs> so, Steve? Jeff, please tell Steve. <laughs> the Streamline Turbulence. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's way better. Right? Oh. Right? You didn't wow. Think, you didn't think I was going to come no, so I was, good. I was like, you thought I was going to shit the bed. I totally was ready it. to absolutely dismiss everything it. you said. Nailed it. Right? You got to <laughs> listen. If you're a pilot, you got some turbulence, you got to know what you're doing. Yeah. Or you're fucked. Yeah. No, it's way Boom. better. Boom. Take that streamline. Like turbulence. May, maybe they just print the next run with turbulence on it instead. I, they should. Yeah. And you and then you, you say, oh, we messed up. Robin's right. Runway, let's get an ultra straight mid range. Mm-hmm. That will be yeah the runway. Dude, like their their streamlined version of the comet, or or you know, well, comets. Well, yeah, yeah. And call it the runway because yep. that Done. would be like boom, boom. We just why don't we work for a disc company? Uh, you know, we're so good. I don't know. I um, don't know, Joe. It's 
probably because we're too. By the way, by the way, I think I don't know that we brought it up with the deflector and the runway, but now the holes in that whole Axiom MVP streamline. They're starting to close up. Starting to close up. Like this, this is taking care of that overstable mid range. Overstable mid range for sure. They they now need the the OS putter. Yep. Um, well, I mean, they have the Envy, so I mean, like you know, that's that covers a lot. Yeah. But uh, but a a slightly slower version of the deflector or and the runway would be would be cool. Um, and but that yeah, they're they're actively covering all the holes in their lineup, so it's fun to and see. We are actively um thinking about actually putting together a disc order for. Oh, I have the stamp ready. I know. We just need to know what we're gonna order. Yeah, yeah. So can we order a streamline? Or can, no, not yet. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'll have to look into that. But uh, I would love me some pilots. I'd love some runways. No, because like I said, I I. You you mean some turbulences? Well, some turbulences. <laughs> well, well here, let's let's move to the next part. <laughs> Are you bagging the turbulence? No. Sick. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Joe's taking it. I am. We get so Julian. We didn't even say this. Julian. Thank you so much. He sent us to. Oh, that's right. I we lost or gave away one. I am not sure. If you listen to the pre-show, you'll understand what I mean. Um, but it had already gone in my bag. It went with me to Southern California because I was already like, I've got my jawbreaker zone, and this fills that gap. I can take the deflector out and the the glow zone. Mm-hmm. And put this in it. It it covers two spots in my bag, which is fantastic. So it's it's for sure something I want to carry and, and awesome. roll with. The tur- is- turbulence is a great disc. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, how about the beer? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I oh, agree. Yeah. Oh yeah. This I'm full in on this one. Good times. Uh, Mischief by the brewery. Very very good. Uh, Belgian hoppy Belgian ale, so fantastic. The disc itself, I'm not really. I, I like it, and and I like it more than the the deflector. But still, for me, a lot of overlap with some discs that I really trust, and not going to happen. But Joe appears to be in love. I just, it's my wheelhouse. It it's is. it's the and you although, had some although, really good throws. With I, it. I did. It just it it uh, feels right. Um, well, something Robin and I, Robin and I figured this out a while ago, and I'm going to see if I can remember exactly what it was. <clears throat> so as as much as you as we talk about like the difference in distance and whatnot, Robin and I don't have a. There's not a huge disparity in the distance of of what we throw. It's the flight. That's kind of different, or yeah, or very I, different. I'd say that's true. Yeah. So I think, <clears throat> tell me, and I might have it reversed, but I think I'm right. I produce more spin, and you produce more snap. I, I think that's exactly so right. So we can throw the same disc, the same distance, but because my spin is so much more, things turn over more for me. Mm-hmm. So it's more of like a turnover hookup flight, and for for Robin, it's more just a, a straight. Or a hyzer flight, and we'll get similar distances, but things for me like just turn the fuck over. They just do. Like I'll just snap shit, and it'll just 
fun story actually think about it. we threw in the field the other we threw in the field together on tuesday and robin has a brand new ragnarok this is totally a pre-show story but i'm gonna tell it now because i forgot about it <laughs> and uh both of us were just off it was 8 45 in the morning we weren't warmed up we weren't stretching we were just throwing and probably after nights of drinking because that's just kind of what we do um and i like falling forward no follow through just bad like snap of my arm through a ragnarok at probably like 45 degrees seven feet off the ground and went oh shit that's just gonna end to the left real quick fully flipped up turned over and ended to the right just a goofy yeah goofy goofy throw very low but that's just like sp- I put spin on a disc. It's what I do, and like the runway and the beefy shit so works well. I'll for have me. to like look at this closer because because I, I could be I the feel, other way around. I, I, I don't think know. it's I, I'm the way you're saying it, and like me thinking about it more. I think it's probably the opposite. I do too. But and I that like you, spin I think you generate more. I no, I think you generate way more arm speed than I do. Um and and that that like your release of the disc at that point is you're you're releasing it in much higher speed than I am and i i think that's probably more in line with what it is um and i think that i probably um, so clean form and follow through um i don't I, I wouldn't say like quite that much but i would say i'll uh, and i'll i'll double back on this and like ask some people that are smarter than me about form but i think that you absolutely generate more speed like if we were going to throw against a radar gun um that that actually what's happening is that you release the disc at a much higher speed than i do um and as a result it turns over Uh uh-huh um and, and i think that i release at a lower speed but I also throw much more understable plastic than you do, and I probably have slightly better form. <laughs> you have form. <laughs> so, my, so my shit, my X step is purely just to like time my all arm throws. So the, uh, that's what I think. That, I don't think it's spin necessarily, and I don't know that we could even quantify that if we wanted to. Well, anyways, long story short, and that was a very long story <laughs> to come back. Um, overstable stuff just works way better for me and the yeah. how I play. So this fits super well um, into my world. But basically, like we'll go on and 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 throw in the field, and Joe will throw like a pure hyzer as far as I throw like a a dart, you know. Little flip up, turn a little flip bit. Flip up, turn yeah. a little bit, and they're like three feet apart, except Joe threw it seventy five feet in the air on a hyzer and I threw it twenty two feet in the air on a yeah. on a hyzer flip line. So uh yeah. But uh, none of those shots would work with the runway. No. But because it's well, not that it, type of disc. But. No, no, and it's not it's not even a big hyzer disc. It's a you gotta you gotta throw it flat. To really get what yeah. you want out of it, yeah, and you're gonna, uh, you're gonna waste you're gonna really waste its flight. Fantastic forehand disc too. Um, I I really had a lot of great shots with it uh, from a forehand standpoint too. Uh, really reliable. 
uh, and wind is it doesn't care. Like uh, if it's a tailwind, it's going to fade more, of course, but it does not give a crap about a headwind. So you can you can put it out there and and really trust it, no matter what the conditions are. And it's it's a great disc. So uh, really like the Streamline Runway. Uh, really big fans of the uh, m- mischief by the brewery, and yeah. So uh, what's a what's a rating here? So it's three I guess four. we're three out of four because I'm not going to bag the disc. Yeah. So three out of four. Um, <laughs> this is the the opening bet of uh, who would have ever seen a one one and one Browns? Yeah, really. I feel like that one <laughs> one and one is a good seventy five percent of like what the hell. <laughs> Uh, good for them, but it being the Browns for the entire last two minutes, Rob and I were like, "Well, they're still the Browns; they can still brown yeah. it up." Yeah, and uh, I was kind of blown away that they there wasn't a random uh, <laughs> kneel down fumble that was picked up and brought back for a touchdown. I just know because Browns, because Browns, because Browns. My favorite was I guess the, that's the the real rating is because Browns. My uh, my favorite was the ESPN ticker after the first game of the season when they tied. And it was the best start since oh like God. 2007 yep. or yep. something like that because yep. they hadn't won their first game and like tying. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. We but, like, but you did it. But you Joe did it. and I were actively cheering for the Browns. Tonight, Hell yeah! So Hell yeah! So like, we're we're not trying to make fun of you. We we were like, we're oh, ready. Shit. We're ready to see Baker Mayfield go bananas. By the way, I'm sorry, Jets. Yeah. You had to be the ones. Uh, the New York people don't care. They're well, not our like, friend, our friend Sean, though, is a big Jets fan. Yeah, but he's not listening. He didn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care. No. Cool beans. All right. Well, that's all we got for you on this episode of the Disc Golf Podcast. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Disc Golf Podcast. Get access to pre-show recordings every single week, an extra Disc Golf Podcast uh, that is slightly more ridiculous. Though I'm actually kind of thinking that our main show was a little bit crazier than the, yeah, the, we kind of slipped into the pre-show, pre-show on this one. Yeah. But I, most of the time, it's the opposite. Also, we have a Slack group. For disc golf podcast listeners, you can find it on our website, throwstuffatstuff.com, and uh, you'll find a link there that says join Slack, and it's an awesome chat app uh, that we have disc golfers talking all day long about all different kinds of things. It was great. We went a little lull, and all of a sudden, we're like booming again. I love it. Yeah. So good good times. Check it out. And uh, also check out our website, throwstuffatstuff.com. We have discs up there. Uh, There's going to be some shirts up there soon. Uh, We get some some cool stuff coming. So make sure and check that out. Maybe some some, uh, can toppers. Yes, those those are coming. And uh, and then lastly, please rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, Drop five stars on us and tell everyone how much you love the Disc Golf Podcast. We very much appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Get out this weekend and throw stuff at stuff. This is a song for the aceless. For those with aces, listen closely. You don't always have to huck it hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do. Sometimes you got to lay it up and fucking not run an ace or two. Sometimes you got to ease If you want to put the D's and the B's 
Sometimes you got to say, hey, I'm gonna throw it softly. I'm gonna hug it gently. I'm gonna flick it smoothly. I'm gonna toss it so sweetly. And then you say, hey, I hit some metal. And then you say, wait a minute, Robin. I think I'm starting to get it now Could you fill my throat for me? That's fucking teamwork What's your favorite disc? That's cool with me It's not a trespass But I guess it works for you What's your favorite beer? The only answer is an IPA So let's go to the bar And then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly then I'll fucking hug it softly And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly But then I'm gonna hug